couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. Today's Her diary is just a list of what she's eaten. She's hardly anything. She must be starving. Well, at least that explains why she's so bitchy all the time. Time to learn about eating disorders on this week's Narbos and Broomheads as we cover Food for Thought. This is the seventh episode in, no, seventh, eighth, ninth, ninth episode. Ninth. <laughs> yeah, I'm already off to a good start. Season three of Degrassi <laughs> Junior High, and uh, we have got another crew here for you to cover this one. I am Alan, and on Twitter, and I was going to say Facebook again, Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> You can find me at Slip with Five Eyes or Slip, and I posted a photo, a video of a goat walking across, like basically a tightrope yesterday. So yeah, what was that? <laughs> There's a farm just north of Toronto where you can go, like you know, berry picking and seeing the animals and whatever. And they have two goat pens, but instead of you know the goats walking across the road, they built this like bridge that goes across the top, and so the goats walk across the bridge. Wow. Yeah. So this, is a real, I, this isn't another dog in the bathtub situation. This is a real thing. It's no, like yes. Goat rock walking yeah. over a tightrope. Yes. <laughs> it's right. not it's not a, a a a term, a dirty term. <laughs> a, a euphemism. No. Uh, all right. <laughs> goat on a tightrope. <laughs> I don't even know what that would be. Don't. I know, let's not. I don't even want it. <laughs> let's not go there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, Courtney, are you going to say something? Okay, sure. I was just picturing some stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Courtney, as usual. You can check me out on Instagram at Courtney.1293. Um, and make sure you check us out. We are at Narbos and Broomheads Podcast on Instagram. Do it. And I'm Arlo, and you can follow me on Instagram at A-R-L-O-E-S-C-O-T-T. And I'm so pleased to be here. There's a lot to unpack with this episode. <laughs> and so much. for this week's episode, we have a special guest on, uh, listener and someone who has written us a few times, 
Jill McKinnon is joining us. Hi, Jill. Are you Hi. out there? Yay! Applause, applause. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so, Jill, tell us about your, if you want people to find you on social medias. If not, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, and your Degrassi fandom, please. Oh, God. Me and Degrassi, we go way back from all the way from Kids of Degrassi Street. But this episode, actually, I referenced this um episode in an internship interview that I had once upon a time I wanted to be a dietitian and they asked me in the interview when did you start getting interested in nutrition and I'm like well there was this episode of Degrassi Junior High when one of the characters was starving herself and it kind of like that was one reason that I got interested in it so anyway I didn't get into the program but Anyway, but yes, me and I've been watching Degrassi since Degrassi, Kids of Degrassi Street to Degrassi, the next class. Oh, the whole way through. And so the whole way through. (laughs) So are you in Prince Edward Island? I am. So we got to cool. So we get to check another province off of our list. Nice. Nice. We're a really nice bunch here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You guys have done well at keeping the COVID down, too. We did very well. We got very lucky at times. But yeah, we've done really, really well. Manitoba was down to their last case two weeks ago. And since then, they've had like 100 of them. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's been happening in uh, Saskatchewan as well. Yeah, with uh, a lot of the rural communities, unfortunately. Yeah, keep that. Uh, keep that Confederation bridge closed and you'll be okay. <laughs> Uh, it, it is kind of open. We have an eclectic bubble now. Yes. So, yeah, so anybody from Newfoundland and Nova Scotia, New Brunswick can come on over. So we haven't opened to the rest of the country yet, but I'm sure they're working on it. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. One day we'll all be able to travel wherever we want again, but not to the States. No. <laughs> Never. God, I would Damn. Ever. Sorry to our yes. American listeners. I was gonna say to all our <laughs> yeah. American listeners, please like stay safe, take care of yourselves. Just like yeah. don't do anything with other people ever. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah, it's pretty simple. Hands. Yeah. All right. Well, on to happier things. Let's talk about food disorders. <laughs> uh, so in this episode, uh, as well as the next one, we'll be covering next week. Courtney, you must be very excited. This one focuses on Kathleen, but we get a lot of Melanie action. So much Melanie, and she has a couple great lines in this that I just busted out laughing at, so I'm excited. <laughs> um, I don't even know where to start as general discussion, because usually we <laughs> usually we talk about like personal experiences, and I'm just afraid to be like, did you have an eating, eating disorder? Uh, uh, I do have one. I eat too much food. <laughs> but, I mean, I think any, I, and, and this isn't you know, specific to women, but uh, honestly, I read some statistics about eating disorders and, um, you know, women are 10 times more likely to have an eating disorder than men are. So men do have eating disorders, not going to say that they don't, um, but particularly with young women and um, actually women at any point in their life. um, I think any of us have probably thought of ourselves potentially as too fat or wanted to go on a diet or any of those things. So, like, I, I've never had an, an actual eating disorder, but I, I do I do relate to those struggles that women have. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Um, there's the few scenes that we see Kathleen looking in the mirror, and she's like, you're so fat. And, like, well, I don't relate to those words exactly. <laughs> like, I think we can all relate to just looking at the, in the mirror and just, just feeling just bleh. 
Well, and I have a, a 2013 statistic here that at any given time, 70% of Canadian women and 35% of Canadian men are dieting. Yeah. So that just says to me, like, we have a lot of body image problems here in Canada and probably everywhere in the world. But we're talking about a Canadian television show right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> From 1988. Yeah, but exactly. The problems in 1988 are still relevant today. Absolutely. So... Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's go through this one. Uh, we get uh, starting off. Kathleen is sitting at dinner, and now her dinner is a lot nicer than a lot of other dinners we've seen. It's like a full <laughs> ham, like <laughs> ham and all sorts of sides. It's like an Easter dinner. Who it made is. this dinner? Like Kathleen's mom can barely sit up, and then like her dad looks like he just got home from work. I don't think Kathleen's gonna make it. Like. I, I, that was one thing I didn't understand. Who made the supper? It looks amazing. <laughs> I mean, some people can do stuff better drunk. Maybe Kathleen's mom just is a killer cook when she's yeah. hammered. Maybe Kathleen's a killer cook. She's an overachiever. So it's true. Yeah, true. Maybe she's Maybe sitting like, there making the ham and she's like, they're going to be proud of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just keep basting in the lovely. <laughs> basting it with my tears. <laughs> So her dad is on the phone. This is the first appearance. We we speculated the last time we were in Kathleen's home about did, yeah. uh, how her dad fits into her life. So clearly he lives there, but he is always traveling. And he's on the phone as uh, Drunk Mummy is there, uh, <laughs> drinking away. And well, he... and I get, like, it's kind of a strange family dynamic, too. You know, I, we were kind of speculating in the previous episode when we were introduced to the alcoholic mom, you know, where's the dad? Like, does she just binge when he's away? Or is it all the time? Apparently, it's all the time. <laughs> yep. You know, another, another thing that's interesting is that lots, I find that we go to the homes of a lot of these Degrassi students, lots of single children. Or like children, like, you know, Joey is alone at home. He's, I think he had brothers who moved out. Right, right. Uh, Snake has brother who moved out. He's home alone. We know that uh, Caitlin, we don't see any siblings for Caitlin. Kathleen, uh, you know, like, yeah, wheels. Shane's brothers have moved out. Yeah. So we always have these, like, dinner scenes. And I think the only one. Only only children or the youngest children. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're right. So, so, uh. The dad gets off the phone. He has to go on another work trip tomorrow, and Kathleen's mom is pissed. <laughs> so pissed. Right. How long do we have before this time? <laughs> <laughs> so Kathleen asks to be excused. She has not eaten. She goes to work on her science project, uh, and then the uh, father accuses mother of not feeding Kathleen. He's like, can you see how skinny she is? Do you not feed her? And <laughs> Kathleen goes up to her room and we're overhearing in the background the two parents fighting and she looks in the mirror and she says, you're so fat. Well, I mean, truthfully, so like, you know, if she didn't have anorexia or bulimia or an eating disorder, I guess, like I, I would still kind of lose my appetite probably if that was happening at my dinner table. <laughs> like it, it, it seems like it was very upsetting. Yep. I, I mean, I'd so want to get out of there too. Uh, Absolutely. So the show opens and... <laughs> We start off with Kathleen power walking. Okay. Just, just stop. Yeah. Yes. Tearing down the sidewalk, like looking so determined. 
Miss Avery stops her and says, where's the fire? And Kathleen says she's just getting exercise and she wants to get in the resource center early. And Miss Avery agrees to open it up early for her. And there are students all over the place here. So I don't know how early it is. No kidding. Um, Did you see the kid who stole Mr. Colby's sweater? (laughs) There was a kid in the background. He stole Mr. Colby's sweater. (laughs) Colby left it behind when he went fleeing from uh, the school. Oh, I can only imagine what that sweater like smells like. God, Alan. What? <laughs> Just saying. So, uh, in the school, Mr. Lawrence makes an announcement that all classes are canceled for the day so that students can work on their science fair projects, and it is not an excuse for undue socializing. And my first thought was like, so did any of you did any of you ever have a science fair at your school? Jill, you can start. Nope, didn't. <laughs> Did not. Not until high school we had to do like physics projects, but they never went to a science fair. And we didn't get a day off to work on them, I can tell you that much too. Yeah. Courtney? Yeah. No, never like never had a science fair. I always thought that was like an American thing. <clears throat> yeah, and Arlo and I went to school in Winnipeg, and we don't believe in science there, so. <laughs> we did have a, we didn't have a science fair, but I do, I do recall it was, it wasn't like against the whole school or something, and there was no prizes either. It was just like, I remember having to make a science project, like with the, like the little, you know, stand-up board thing. Like, yeah. I remember having mm-hmm. to do that in like third grade or something, but it wasn't, like, it definitely wasn't a competition, it was just like teaching you how to make a science project, I think. And it would, I only remember it being in my, maybe just in my room, or it might have been like the whole grade and we went over to the, around to the other rooms. Um, but that was it. It was not, we definitely would have not gotten an entire day so that everyone can work on their science, science project. So my, uh, my school, we didn't have a science project thing. Uh, one of the events that we did have, they called it RALA. And I think some other schools called it, I don't know, like, war games or battle or i don't know basically the schools divided into like four teams and you compete against each other except that at my school every team got assigned like different colors and you had to wear like different color like basically it was like gang wars and uh every team got assigned a different color there were four of them and then a bunch of people who i knew were like we want a team that's all black so then they all like broke off of their teams and made an unofficial black team. But the idea of (laughs) dividing the school into gangs and assigning colors does not feel like the best one to me these days. It it was Winnipeg you grew up in, you said? Yes. (laughs) Suburban Winnipeg. Real rough. Got it. Got it. Uh, Alexa is looking in a mirror at school and she asks Simon if she is fat. And then I wrote in all caps, Simon run. (laughs) <laughs> I wrote Simon, don't answer that. <laughs> like the classic oh, trap. So, he's so gormless. I know. What a cutie pie. He says no, and she says she feels fat, and she asks if she'd look better if she lost five pounds, and he says, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> like, oh, dude. Uh, she flips- So I... Yeah, sorry. I just, this scene cracked me up. Like, I think Alexa did such a good job in the scene. Oh, new bestie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you heard it here first. I do think it's kind of like, I, you know, this is an exaggerated conversation, but it, like, this does kind of happen, you know, in the dynamic mm-hmm. of like young teenage relationships, you know? Absolutely. Just, 
like these crazy like uh, and you're just still figuring out everything and like you know the girls are slightly more advanced than the boys when it comes to like emotional <laughs> quotient of what you should and shouldn't sure say are. you know i mean kinda <laughs> <laughs> i just I, I don't know i i bought it so basically <laughs> I just she was pmsing oh, like, she... <laughs> I feel bad and PMS. she's pmsing that's another episode we cover that in detail <laughs> <laughs> you know actually now that i think about it we don't really have an episode that focuses on uh like periods in in any of the original so. degrassi I nope. think it's the next gen thing. Yeah, Emma gets it in the fir- in her first year of uh, the next generation. I know that, but I wish it would go a little bit farther and talk about like PMDD, which is like premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which is like super crazy and severe, mm-hmm. and people don't know what the hell's happening to them. So that would be great to get that word out, Degrassi. I just think, I think yeah. In nineteen eighty eight, they're like, we're going to cover everything, you know, abortion and racism and. <laughs> AIDS, but don't touch the period. <laughs> yeah, don't talk about don't women's talk about reproductive period. health too much. Yeah, it's off limits. Courtney, you're going to yeah. say something? Um, I was just going to say, if Degrassi did decide to cover periods, I feel like they would go right to the PMDD thing. It's like, you know, they cover sex and the girl gets pregnant right away. Mm-hmm. Cover periods, go to the extreme. And I think that would be a very Degrassi <laughs> thing to do. Why? There's, I mean, honestly, like, there's all kind of like women's reproductive health issues besides pregnancy that yeah. really mm-hmm. never get covered. You know, no, like you know, endometriosis and like, you know, having cramps so bad that you can't stand up and what can yeah. be causing that and you know things like that there's all kinds of things that nobody even talks about so i don't know get get it nope. together degrassi let's go <laughs> i totally agree so this episode sets up basically where we have the kathleen and melanie storyline and kathleen is kind of living this situation and then we have the alexa storyline where she's flipping out over simon and then learning things from the twins who have <laughs> like oh by coincidence God. set up a <laughs> <laughs> Science Fair Project on Eating Disorders. So so it's kind of like they do the PSAs and then we get the uh, kind of the practical application of each situation with Kathleen. So I mean, that's really Alexa's function in this episode. Yes. Is to ask all the stupid questions and spout off all the stupid myths so that the yeah. twins can dispel it. And God, she does such a good job. Like, mm-hmm. fuck, she cracks me up at this. She gets so excited when she hears a new term. It's great. <laughs> Every new term well, that she hears is like, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I, like, what's the problem? That sounds great. They should do one about like STDs. Be like, chlamydia. That sounds amazing. <laughs> well, she, she does love diseases. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> she does. So Melanie, <laughs> Melanie is talking to Caitlin uh, and saying that Kathleen is driving her crazy about the science project and they both so sorry just to point it out caitlin's wearing a rainbow warrior t-shirt in uh in this scene and i was like what's what is that and i went down a little bit of a rabbit hole but it's uh it's related to greenpeace and how of course it is yeah and uh it's actually uh specifically um also a 1970s environmentalist belief that they are fulfilling an indigenous prophecy um but it actually is a misinterpreted. Um, <laughs> of course, it has is. its roots. Yeah, Caitlin. because it's Caitlin, right? I, this was so Caitlin. It actually has its roots in evangelical Christian 
uh, writings from 1962 called Warriors of the Rainbow. And um, nowadays it's uh, recognized as cultural misappropriation <laughs> that it's been misinterpreted. So, and so I'm like, how, Ka- how Caitlin, how Caitlin <laughs> uh, does not they- look at it to it. They both comment that they keep seeing uh, Kathleen writing in a diary. Melanie speculates, it's about boys. (laughs) Come on, Courtney. What's it about? It's about (laughs) boys. Melanie approaches Kathleen and asks what boy she's writing about. Kathleen says it's not about a boy. And then Melanie is like, is it about May? (laughs) It's not about May. Kathleen asks Melanie if the chart is ready, and Melanie says it's not, and Kathleen says, well, get to work. (laughs) (laughs) Melanie tells her to relax. Kathleen says that it needs to be perfect. We hop over to Alexa, who's telling the twins that Simon says she's fat, and she's going to go on a crash diet. He Uh, never said she was fat. No, he never did. But that's the way Alexa's brain works. So throughout this, throughout the rest of the episode, Alexa keeps saying, I have to lose weight or else Simon is going to dump me. And I thought, that's not why he's going to dump you. <laughs> uh, the twins uh, project is on eating disorders. So, of course, Heather is all about the facts and Erica kind of cracks wise about them. And then Alexa says, she'd love to have a little anorexia for a week. <laughs> she loves, oh my she God. Loves, so she, loves, she loves diseases. <laughs> Mel- Melanie finishes her graphs. And I, right here, I'm like, man, like this would be so much easier if you had Excel uh, yeah, at the time. Right? <laughs> this graph is done with paper and markers. And, and I just. I think she might be high to the hours. <laughs> I said, like, that had to suck really hard. Um, Melanie asks Kathleen if she wants to go for lunch, and Kathleen isn't hungry. Melanie asks Kathleen why she never eats, and Kathleen says it's because she has willpower. (laughs) And then Kathleen sees a spelling mistake. Okay, who can spell incinerators? (laughs) (laughs) I just started writing it down on my piece of paper right here. (laughs) I, I used spell, like correction in my notes when I wrote it wrote it in um, I am what they call a creative speller so I did not try <laughs> <laughs> it's with a C and not an S right I think that's what the issue was yeah uh, so Melanie says she can just use some white out on it and you know when you have to hand draw graphs I totally understand that again <laughs> these days you would just make the correction and reprint the graph yes uh, Kathleen is not having it. She says they need to start over, and she crunches up the graph. Oh, my God. Uh, so Courtney, unnecessary. Can you do uh, Upset Melanie? Yeah. <laughs> Catherine, <laughs> that took me off. <laughs> you're just, you're just wrong <laughs> um, Melanie and Caitlin are complaining outside the school about Kathleen. Uh, Melanie says she knows that Kathleen has a drunk mom. <laughs> But she's still... Uh, come on, Courtney. I mean... <laughs> I know I wrote this one down, too. I know her mom's an alcoholic, but it's still no excuse. She's so mad. <laughs> Caitlin says that it's just not worth getting to understand her. <laughs> Alexa is reading a book called Slim for Life. I don't know where she got it. It's the same day as, like, 
earlier, <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's a school library book. That's, that's great. A, that's like, a horrible book to have. In oh library. my god! <laughs> totally. Well, I mean, she said she hates to exercise, so I doubt she ran to the Degrassi grocer to get it. <laughs> <laughs> she could have made Simon. That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, she tells the twins that she can stop drinking liquids to lose weight. Heather tells her that's a bad idea and explains it's bad for your health. They suggest Alexa exercise, and as you said, Jill, Alexa's not having it. <laughs> Sweat is so ugly. <laughs> they I see hate exercise. I'm like, same girl, same. Yep. Right, yep. <laughs> they see Lucy and ask her to eat with them, but she says she already ate and that Clutch is coming by. Uh, Heather speculates Ooh. that Lucy isn't eating either. We see Tessa and Dorothy working on a volcano. And, uh, all right. I was really, when I first watched the scene, I was really confused because they were working on their like, volcano in front of a big board that says bones. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, really? <laughs> they're doing a volcano for their bones project? And there's like a picture of hand bones with the text scapu- scapula on it, which is not hand it's shoulder blade and i was just so confused with it and like i i after i watched the rest of the episode i found out that the bones one was like someone else's project (laughs) um but it was it was strange for a minute there uh so now we get the scooter and bart storyline and uh, i don't think we get the music that we got the last time Uh, we did get that we did get that when alexa blew up at simon i actually made note of it when she like walked away from Simon, or maybe that is it. Maybe I'm not at that right part yet. And it's yeah. It's real. Yes, it's like giggly, like funny music. Yeah. Scooter and Bart have rats. Their rats are named Jack and Jill. <laughs> this is their experiment. They've been feeding Jill healthy food, and Jill has been getting fat. And Jack was fed junk food and still thin. And I thought, like, are you feeding like chocolate bars to this rat? Like, what are you? What horrible food, like poison for animals, are you feeding Jack? I'm just wondering how they got away with it with Liz in the school. Oh, yeah. And Liz is in the science fair later. It's not like she's not around. She's like, come watch my video. Scooter and Bart are like, what, 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 what's going on? Help. Oh, God, they'd probably cry. Maybe they had to, like, sign an ethics uh, paper with uh, Liz before they went ahead with their experiment. Like, she approved. She's like, okay, you're feeding them. That's fine. There's also a, another announcement over the intercom with Mr. Lawrence, and it's now the staff meeting has to be rescheduled. So the teachers have time to do stuff for this fucking science fair. I'm like... How disorganized were they all that every everyone in the whole school is like last minute for this fucking mm. science fair? And judging by the number of posters up around the school, they obviously knew about it. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's like pulling all nighters, everyone's going to everyone else's house. Like it's just like didn't like how is everyone so behind, including all the teachers, that they couldn't even have classes today? I also think Okay, if this was a science fair where Degrassi was competing with other schools, like maybe you like rent, yeah, like you rent out the Metro Toronto Convention Center and all the schools right, come right. together and do the science fair, and Degrassi needs to show really well. But it's just an internal science fair judged by the teachers. <laughs> it's like this huge event that everybody has to prep for. Well, yeah. You know how excited they get about their own school events. So 
I uh, I did want to point out Scooter's totally rad ratatat shirt, which <laughs> obviously does not refer to the band, the awesome electronic band Ratatat, because they debuted in 2003. So this is you know many many years before that. So I I, I think it's supposed to be a machine gun, well, like it has like sort of a big machine gun fire graphic on even it, but better. it is a rad shirt um did you hear uh from a few episodes ago barry's theory that bartholomew is a 50 year old man that was (laughs) time traveled back to the maybe he came back from the future and told scooter about ratatat oh he brought him a shirt melanie is still mad at kathleen for ripping up her chart something yeah he is thanks barry uh, Nancy asked Kathleen if she's finished typing up her report for the student council. Kathleen has not done it yet. So Nancy offers to do it, but Kathleen says that she'll do it. Um, of course. Mm. And no. what I didn't understand what the fuck Nancy was carrying around with her, but it's explained later on in the episode. <laughs> Melanie tells... Is it an ear? I noticed that too, and I was yeah. like, the back of ear stuff looked kind of ear-like, and I was like, is that like a big ear? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, whenever she was talking to Kathleen, she was like, remember, and I'm like, oh, 200 words. But no, it's like, remember, we ate it the day after tomorrow. So. <laughs> if I was Nancy, I would I would just run this joke into the ground. I'd put my like that ear up to my regular ear and be like, can't hear you. What? <laughs> what? Just to the point where people would be sick of it because, you know. I, be- I believe it. <laughs> yep. Melanie tells Kathleen that they can't go to her place. They decide to go to Kathleen's house. And here I thought, like, Melanie, you know. Like, you know yeah. the problems with going to Kathleen's place. But she wasn't She wasn't there during the last time that everyone went over to Kathleen's place, right? Like, she wasn't on the team. Mm-hmm. No. So, so maybe, and, like, probably Kathleen's, like, been, like, she's made excuses lots of times. Maybe Melanie's been over there, but just not while her mom's around kind of thing. Like she's pretty good at the excuse game. So maybe like maybe Melanie's just never been over there when it's been that bad. Or maybe she's only been over there when like the dad's been home. So it's been oh, dad's like, never home. How would that happen? Something. I don't know. I mean, they've been friends for a while, but I'm, I, I, I kind of, I thought that too at first and I was like, but she wasn't on the team. She didn't see it last time. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that she's just never experienced. It's it never happened. Hand. Yeah, exactly. Alexa and Simon are leaving school, and Alexa is still blaming Simon for calling her fat. And then I wrote, he needs to dump her again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. The twins ask Lucy for f- if she wants to go out for fries, and she says that her parents are all of a sudden interested in her, and they have a family outing. And Heather speculates that Lucy can't control her life, so she has to control her body. And then Erica asks why she doesn't have any other symptoms and lists them all and is basically describing Kathleen as she goes through. You know, I know that the twins are supposed to sort of have their hearts in the right place here, like they're concerned about their friend, but they're they're still obsessing about other women's bodies and whether they're too thin or they're a twig or, you know, when they're talking about an eating disorder, they're talking about how disgusting it is and stuff. Like, they just seem really judgy about it. And... (laughs) 
it's not, I mean, it's not unusual. I don't think it's unusual for young women to be really judgy about other people's bodies. And it kind of, it just made me sad, you know, like they're sitting there doing this project on eating disorders and all they can talk about is like the gross symptoms of it and whether somebody's too skinny. Like, who do you think like has them? Let's look around and yeah, decide. Yeah, for yeah. real, for real. And I, it made me kind of sad. Like there's supposed to be this voice of reason here that are telling you, you know, what you need to do to be healthy, but they're still in that trap of being extremely judgmental. They call this episode food for thought, but they should call the episode jumping to conclusions because like (laughs) everybody's storyline, like twins think that everyone has eating disorders and Alexa thinks that Simon thinks that she's fat and like every, you know, uh, Scooter and Bart think that junk food is good for you. (laughs) The twins are so... Like, worried about Lucy and whether she has an eating disorder. Like, Alexa's standing right next to them, literally starving herself. (laughs) Being like, I'm starving. And it's just like, wah, wah. Oh, Alexa. Oh, I'm really worried about Lucy. Like, what about your actual friend who's sitting there starving herself? (laughs) Also, uh, they are still speculating on why Lucy is so slim. And Tessa walks by. And Erica is like, well, what about little Tessa there? And Heather says, there's no issue there. She's eating a chocolate bar, which, of course, is proof to them, <laughs> even though they know what bulimia is, for example. Yeah. But they're just like, well, if you're eating a chocolate bar, clearly you don't have one. Uh, Kathleen uh, and Melanie are at Kathleen's place and Kathleen's mom brings a big plate of cookies. I'm like, drunk mom is well, great. Drinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, like, vodka in one hand, cookies in the other. It's like <laughs> some people's dream. She says, and, and like, I, so again, now here, uh, maybe she hasn't met Melanie because she's like, oh, Melanie, Kathleen sa- talks about you all the time. You're Kathleen's best friend. <laughs> she sits down and she's like, all Kathleen does is work, 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 just like her father. And uh, her mom is drinking but wants to help with the project. Kathleen tells her to take off. I used to be good at science. Clink, clink, clink. <laughs> So good. Quite, so all- quite frankly, even if she wasn't drunk, like this would be humiliating. Yeah. I think yeah. if I was 13 or 14 years old, I would just be at, like, if my mom was just like, oh, let me help, I would just be like, Mom! <laughs> mom? <laughs> yeah, no, for real. And I love the whole time that she's sitting there, uh, Melanie just kind of like staring at her drink, like, whoa. <laughs> What's that? One Whoa, day. I actually, that I thought be. Melanie did a really great job in the scene. She just has that like tight-lipped smile of like, oh, uh huh. Yeah, like, like, I, this is awkward. Nailed it. Nailed that feeling of being uncomfortable. Um, Jill, do yeah. you enjoy Kathleen's mom? I, Kathleen's mom amuses me greatly. <laughs> I, it, 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 she can barely sit, like, <laughs> but she She's can so hold good. that glass really well. <laughs> like, there's no. There's no subtlety to this. It's just like, you're drunk as fuck all the time carrying <laughs> drinks. Like, that's all you do. I just, it la- it made me laugh out loud when she can't even, like, bring the cookies over without having her, like, clink, clink in the other hand. So good. Uh, and she does a great job. So, meanwhile, as Kathleen is kind of distracted, she starts wolfing down cookies. And she is kind of not paying attention as she's, she's eating them. monster. Yeah, like she's eating the fuck out of those cookies. She okay. So two things. She holds cookies really weird. Um, <laughs> it's like she's trying to hide them like a magic trick. Like now you see that, and and 
the sound effect, and I noticed this when she was like doing her speed walking earlier too. Like really I found loud. it, the, the stomping was really loud, and her her chewing here. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was so loud. I thought her the way she was gripping the cookies was supposed to show her like ravenousness. She just I, was watching them so it, hard. Oh, it was so awkward the way she was. I like the cookie monster theory. She's like cookies. <laughs> <laughs> C is for cookie. cookie. <laughs> if James was here, he'd say C is for other things. With <laughs> Kathleen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, also, if I was Kathleen in this scene, like if this was me, I'd be like, uh, we need to do the cookie scene over again. Oh, no, we got to do it over again. Just, you know, to eat all the cookies <laughs> that I could. Can we do a scene with pizza? <laughs> Uh, Melanie mentions the cookies and Kathleen all of a sudden freaks out. So Kathleen freaks out without saying anything, gets up and runs away from the table to the washroom. And Melanie is sitting there looking confused. And I'm like, what do you think is happening? (laughs) Melanie. Okay. Again, like when you gotta go, you gotta go. What's in those cookies? Hmm. (laughs) Melanie's line in the scene made me burst out laughing too. She's looking at Kathleen chomping down those cookies. She's like, I told you you should eat lunch. <laughs> uh, you didn't do it in the Melanie voice? Oh, sorry. I told her I shot a lot. <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> uh, she didn't even do it in the perfect Melanie voice. She was really, like, just, like, judgy, and it was so funny. So, uh, Kathleen goes to the washroom, takes down a big glass of uh, water, and then starts to puke. And do we want? Uh, Jill, this is the content you come on here for, I know. I'm enjoying it. I just, you need a splashback sound, though, like whenever it hits the toilet water, it splashes back. I noted that, too. I noted that she didn't pull her hair back. And she didn't get any birth in her hair. Well, theoretically, she didn't. I don't know. Maybe she took a shower right afterwards. But I, I feel like this is one of the most unrealistic portrayals that you could have of throwing up. Like, if you have long hair, you tie your hair back. Yeah. Especially if you're doing it on purpose. Where's the yeah. barf coach in this, uh, you know, in this Degrassi staff? Uh, no, that's not how it would happen. Here, let me show you. Uh, yeah, Melon- Bertram? Get him in here. <laughs> Bertram's, Bertram's been there many times. Like, yeah. head and toilet? Mm. Been there. Uh, Melanie is left alone. Allegedly. Allegedly. Melanie is left alone at the table, and she sees Kathleen's diary. So she opens it up and sees that it's actually just a list of food. And it says no more than 300 calories a day. Fuck. Yeah, diet gone. It's not much wonder why she's so bitchy. Yes. (laughs) Like, I... I think I'm going to eat 300 calories like during this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I have a glass of wine that's probably 300 calories. Clink, clink, clink. So we go back to Kathleen in the washroom who's looking at herself in the mirror uh, with no barf on her and she says she's <laughs> so fat. Um, did anybody notice? I don't. I know Kathleen's wardrobe is, is, has always been a little bit uh, conservative, but I don't know if they made a point this episode to put her in extra baggy clothes. Yeah, she I know stopped. She wasn't tucking in her blouses this this episode. Yeah, and I know like a 
when people are insecure, even whatever, you always tend to wear giant clothes when you think you're, when you think you're fat. So I wondered if that was on purpose or not. I was wondering if they were maybe just trying to make her look more slight. Um, just because, you know, she's, she's a, you know, she's a a thinner actress, but she, she doesn't look unhealthy thin. Um, so maybe they were trying to make her look a little bit thinner than she is. Maybe Mm. she was just ahead of her time with the grunge movement. Or maybe. (laughs) Do you guys like Soundgarden? Uh, the next day at school, Alexa says that, hey, I can order diet pills. And of course, again, they correct her. Every idea is so wonderful. <laughs> they see Lucy eating and Erica is again immediately like, see, not anorexic. And Heather is like, well, she's probably bulimic then. And uh, Alexa's like, bulimic? What is that wonderful thing? And Yes! <laughs> She's so excited. (laughs) You mean you can eat whatever you want and not get fat? That sounds great. Uh, Heather describes it as you binge and you barf. And again, (laughs) Bertram's like, yep. (laughs) It's like a line that he just wrote in there. Well, and again, they're just, she's so disgusted with it. There's, there doesn't seem to be any empathy Uh, Mm -hmm. for people that actually suffer from eating disorders. They just seem to be revolted by it. Yeah. Twins lecture her on why it's bad. You know, acid ruins your teeth, ruins your stomach, etc. Because uh, it's a PSA. Uh, so here we go. My favorite line of probably the season so far. Melanie is telling Caitlin about the diary. And Caitlin says, that explains why she's so bitchy all the time. <laughs> I rewound it and listened to it four times. Uh, so Kay- Caitlin's like with the cuss words. What's that? I'm surprised she was allowed to say it on TV, how they got away with bitchy. <laughs> so, Especially in the 80s. Interestingly enough, on the Degrassi fandom page, there's a little thread here, uh, and it gets a little controversial. On oh. J- June 7th, 2011, 90210 Degrassi posted, Ha ha, Caitlin and Kathleen, I said Kathleen was bitchy. I didn't know they used cursing in the 80s. Nine <laughs> years later, just earlier this year in June, user EMGU647 said, cursing has literally been around since language was created. <laughs> then Baku Kami says on the same day, uh, the OP comment was like nine years ago, so I'm pretty sure they know. <laughs> Then Hobknocker on the same day says, what's the point of replying to a nine-year-old comment just to create a conflict? (laughs) And then one person says, F for Emu G647. I don't know what the F stands for. Mishy Loves Muffin also posts F. (laughs) And and then Baku Kami says, OMG the replies. And Emu G six four seven then comes back in and says, "Hey guys, my bad. I didn't see when the original comment was posted." <laughs> so there you go. Wow. Mm-hmm. Drama, drama in the comment section. And I mean, if any of these people had wit, I would have been like, mm, "Someone else is bitchy." I think. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should hold on. Let's see. Can I comment on this? <laughs> Please do. Oh, how many years later will it be now? <laughs> <laughs> I have to log in first. Too much work. Too much work to troll. All right. Follow me on Twitter at Slip if you want trolling. You, uh, you can do it later. 
later and then tell us about it next time. I will. <laughs> uh, so Caitlin suggests that uh, they talk or that Melanie talked to Kathleen and Melanie's like, no way. And then she walks into washroom, into the washroom. And who do we see? Kathleen. Kathleen's right there trying to hide laxatives. But of course, she's in the Degrassi universe. Can't hide for <laughs> shit. <laughs> So she spills them all over the place, and Melanie says, why do you have them? And Kathleen's like, for shitting. And then she leaves. That's on the DVD. Yeah. She says, what do you think? And she leaves. Uh, Barty and Scooter quickly are still excited about their stupid rat experiment. Uh, they're very happy because they're like... like walked right past them. This. Like, this whole animal testing thing just about blowing me away here. <laughs> And they're like, we can eat junk food all the time. This is so exciting. It's like, you little fucking, you're, you're supposed to be like advanced students. Yeah. So, uh, they say cheesies for breakfast, chocolate for lunch. And then I swear Bart says licorice instead of memories. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Did anybody catch the last line? Cause I listened to it three times and all I heard was licorice instead of memory. It's not celery that, or. Oh no, that just contributes further to Barry's theory. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he has to power his memories of the future with licorice. <laughs> that must be it. Oh. <laughs> we figured it out. If only Rick was still around to feed him and keep him going. <laughs> Maybe he did something with Rick. That's why he disappeared. Yeah. Rick's in the future, man. He took Rick to the future and trapped him there. And took all his licorice. And Rick came back in the future as, uh, what was his name? Sean from Degrassi and the Next Generation. But left his his Degrassi sweater back there. Oh, yes. Uh, Oh, my God. So we're in the uh, science fair in the gym now. I guess that's where they're having this. Mel is looking at all of the displays and sees the twins display on eating disorders. Uh, Nancy goes to Kathleen again about the student council report. Kathleen has not done it yet. Nancy offers uh, offers again to do it. And then Melanie asks Kathleen, what did she ask her? Courtney, do you have it in your notes and in the voice? Oh, I didn't write this one down. Did you see the other projects? And. uh, Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Kathleen's like, no, because theirs is the best. Yeah. And then Melanie's like, do you want to eat something? And Kathleen <laughs> says, no. And then she's like, you should go see the twins. They did a report on eating disorders. And, <clears throat> and Kathleen is like, fascinating. And she, ugh. Oh, what a bitch. Even though I know she's up, like, sick and not well. But geez. Can I just say that their project looks like shit? Like, I, sorry. <laughs> I'm sure it has some really good information. But compared to some of the other ones that we see, like, there, it's, like, it, there, it's just a couple pieces of paper on a, like, on a poster board. And apparently they work two weeks on it. Straight, every night. Theirs is on the environment, by the way. I think, yes, right? Yeah. Layer. yeah. Like, I mean, Arthur, Arthur and Yick have a fucking robot that they yeah. built. Like, and they're just like... The ozone layer and like that's great but like you need more than just you know some graphs on a poster board man like yeah I, come on <laughs> I mean you can base a ham but you can't you know make a <laughs> exciting uh... and like Poster, come on. you know you, yes. you can see students are allowed to use technology chemicals and live animals in their presentations and <laughs> and you guys just go with pen and paper yeah okay. like I made Have this we... graph like 
20 years before Excel. So. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, yeah, it's probably, it's probably has great information. It was probably really well researched, but like, there's no, there's no experiment. There's no gimmick. There's no, there's no pizzazz. Yeah. There's no pizzazz. Sorry. And no that's the twin. The twins. Which is very, oh, which is very Kathleen. Alert, but yeah, it's very like, Kathleen. If you think about it. Ugh, yeah. No pizzazz. And that's why no one cares about the environment to this day, because there's no pizzazz. Except for Al Gore, briefly. She would want to do a project about environment, though. She is the head of the environmental committee that we've never oh, seen right. meet again. Oh, that's right. They, they must have disbanded. <laughs> After uh, Rick left. Alexa. Are we. Sorry, I just. Before we leave the science fair, did we get to the scene? And I can't remember if it was before the scene where. Um, Nancy and Tim coming up. are testing. Okay, it's coming up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Alexa is complaining about being hungry to the twins. She says that she'll lose Simon if she doesn't. <clears throat> and uh, Lucy steps into the scene eating chips. And now this is like total infomercial. Like, oh my God, that's what I wrote. <laughs> it's like a walking PSA. She's like, Brutal. losing weight for a guy? That's pretty dumb. <laughs> she sits that's down. Pretty- like that's with her hostess chips. I am I watching Saturday morning cartoons? Oh my god, it was awful. <laughs> uh, so she's eating her chips, and they ask her. Um, Heather is like, "Well, you've been dieting," and she's like, "No, I just maintained for dance." And I thought, like, where have we established that Lucy is doing dance classes? Um, um she was the first season, I think. I think. I don't even know. Dance of the shoplifters. <laughs> 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 I just don't remember her doing dance, but that's why she's maintaining. And then she's like, if you're losing weight for a guy, then that guy's not worth it. And she walks off and, and then she leaves. <laughs> yeah. And then on the screen, it just says eat food in big letters brought to you by <laughs> concerned <laughs> citizens for, <laughs> yeah, brought to you by Frito-Lay. <laughs> Uh, so now no, we... I know what to do, but knowing is half the battle. <laughs> the more you know. Uh... That was, that was G.I. Joe, actually. I was going to say, now I know the right thing to do, and knowing makes you a superstar. That was Gem and the Holograms one. <laughs> yes. He-Man also had one at the end, but I forget what he said. But uh, he's like, go, 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 go buy more toys. <laughs> <laughs> By the power of Grayskull, now I know the right thing to do. <laughs> So we get some, here's where we get quick shots of the other projects. So Courtney, Tim and Nancy's project, what is it? <laughs> I don't like, I, it's something about hearing. Um, but the thing about this scene that made me laugh is like, so to, they have to test the mic. Uh, they have to test Tim's mic. And of course, the only way to do this is for Nancy to get a fucking baritone yeah. and blow it in Tim's ear. <laughs> Like that's their science experiment. What? Yeah, I don't get that oh. either. Oh my god, it was funny. Is it louder? <laughs> yeah. What about this? <laughs> uh, so then, someone may have to explain this one to me. Lucy and LD have what appear to be jars and a photo of an owl, and I don't know what's happening. I have no idea. I was asking. I was wondering if you guys knew. I was like, is this Hogwarts? Maybe were, like maybe they were doing. Some- like stomach contents and dissolve, like how stomach acids dissolve things, maybe. Yeah. Like how they I don't know why it would be an owl specifically that they had a picture of, but like I, you know, owls have stomachs that have dissolve things. I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> let's just go with that. Know. Okay. 
<laughs> the stomach of an owl is fascinating. Let's uh, focus on I that. I mean, it, it actually is. Like, that's where it's <laughs> kind of going with it at first. Because, like, owl pellets, where they, like, regurgitate everything. And it's, like, the bones and the little... Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I'm typing yeah, an yeah. owl digestive <laughs> system into... Yeah, I mean, but uh, the, I don't know where the jars fit in then, so... It's <laughs> a really weird project is all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> they could have gone to the Great Horned Owl Resource... Digestive system of the great horned owl. There are 10 of them. I will not read them. There's also a graph showing an owl with like all of his inner parts. There, it's is a there perfect a, science project. See? Is there all a those graphs. This is their project right here. Uh, if they only had the internet back then. Um, so then Liz and Spike, the two like coolest punk kids in the school, have the most non punk project ever about clouds. Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, Yik and Arthur have made a little robot, and I wrote, it sucks ass, because it's not listening to them. <laughs> Yik, Yik is probably like, you should have invested more money in it there. <laughs> Come on. Arthur, you're Get rich. robot to count your money for you. <laughs> uh, Luke. The remote control looked like, for, looked like his walkie-talkie, is what I thought the remote oh. control was. They may have they oh, on, on Stephanie K. I'm like, that looks like they're walkie-talkies. Yeah, maybe they converted it. <laughs> well, uh, they didn't. That's why the robot doesn't listen to them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Luke and BLT have a project on bones. That's the one that you saw in the background earlier. Uh, so then I wrote here, before we get to the next one, just a thought. Do you think that... I'm guessing that the actors who played all these parts, because they were all tutored while they were doing Degrassi. Mm -hmm. I wonder yeah. if they actually had to do science projects. Like, because I was at first I was like, did did a props person do this? Like, who put these projects together? And I thought maybe they just got them to do science projects for real. Maybe. That makes maybe. sense. That's like a cool idea, I guess. Yeah, you never know. Um, we got Vicky and Vivian who have a project on mixing solvents and solutions. Aqueous solutions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then we go back to Kathleen and Melanie, and Mr. Radich is looking at their project, and uh, they're both... Bored, bored out of his skull, really. <laughs> He's like... He's Let probably me hung over as fuck. <laughs> Let me tell you about all the things I could be doing instead of this. Yeah. Uh, so Melanie, or Kathleen keeps interrupting Melanie. So they both have their lines, but Kathleen keeps jumping in. Um, and... I, I I think Kathleen's laxatives are starting to take effect right here. Like she's starting to cramps <laughs> and she's talking so fast and she's not concentrating on anything else other than the gurgle in her gut. <laughs> I'm just, maybe this is TMI. I've been there. I was like, can we get this conversation over with? I have to go somewhere. Too many sauce frites at your cafeteria. And uh, Arthur is like, I've been there He's yeah. like, on the other side of the gym. It's like, I get That's it. That's why I never leave the toilet. Yeah. Um, so she's very intense. And then when Radich leaves, Kathleen says that she thinks they did. She's like, we did great. And Melanie says, way. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, then all of a sudden, Kathleen's like, oh, no, I forgot to mention the ozone layer. And Melanie, what does Melanie say? Do you know this one, Courtney? No. That's what I was going to. That's what oh, I was yeah. going to try to tell him. Funny. I wonder why I did it. 
Mostly, I just want to hear you do Melanie from now on. Okay, then, Courtney, <laughs> I will. <laughs> the rest of the episode. Okay, so... I feel like your, your, your trust... Like, I don't know how familiar you are with this show, but I feel like you're... Like sort of trespassing into Lumpy Space Princess from Adventure Time. If anyone else, is so uh, <laughs> there, there will be someone out there that's very, very thrilled about that, Arlo, because uh, I was asked if Courtney got the voice from that show, and Courtney was not familiar with it. And so now that you're mentioning it, there's going to be one listener out there who is thrilled to bits. Well, I am also thrilled to bits because I love Adventure Time. Well, there you go. I'd love it too. Okay, so <laughs> never seen the show. Kathleen uh, says that they need to win, and so she goes and interrupts Radich meeting with the twins to tell them about the ozone. That's fantastic. Uh, so shut the fuck up i just want to get this over with fuck sakes you know here's another one so i guess the grade nines eights and sevens are all just competing against each other yeah yeah it doesn't seem very fair does it I nope so um bart and scooter are presenting to miss avery and they're like you know jill's skinny and jack's fat and uh miss avery's like mm, there might be another reason and then, no, the other way around. It's the other way around. Oh, Jill, yeah. Jill's fat. Oh, yeah, that's right. Jill's fat and Jack is skinny. And uh, she tells them that, uh, well, you know, Jack's a boy and Jill's a girl. And Scooter's mm-hmm. like, they're fucking? <laughs> in the DVD. DVD. <laughs> uh, they conclude that uh, Jill is pregnant. And that's the end of that episode. They're very, or that, that portion. They're very sad because the junk food theory is out the window. Yeah. Melanie asks Kathleen again if she saw the twins' presentation and again keeps asking about why Kathleen is eat is not eating and finally admits that she looked in Kathleen's diary. Kathleen is very pissed off and she's like, I can't believe you did this. I hate you. <laughs> I know. She really kicks it up a notch here. I uh, can't believe we were ever friends. And uh, <clears throat> she storms all the way to the other part of the gym. And the announcements of the results come in. So third place goes to Arthur and Yick for their shitty robot. <laughs> that doesn't listen. Yeah. Second Good job, guys. Uh, second place goes to Vicky Friedland and Vivian Wong for their project on active solutions. Yay. And then we get to first place. And, of course, we've got Kathleen uh, getting very, you know, this look of anticipation. But the number one winner of the science project fair, whatever, goes to the twins for their project on eating disorders. And then they mentioned that Kathleen and Melanie get an honor roll mention. And I thought you would do that first. Like that's. Yes. Mm, yeah. Like they do it, of course, because they want to build the anticipation of did she win or not. Right. Yeah. And so then afterwards, they're like, oh, by the way, Kathleen and Melanie fourth. Good for you. I guess yours was OK. <laughs> Kathleen, of course, doesn't even hear this because she's melting down and she runs out of the gym. Yeah. Uh, Melanie follows her. She's like, we got an honorable mention. And (laughs) (laughs) I totally have stolen this from you, Courtney. I know. It's totally fine. You do so good. 
I don't know. I I mean, yours isn't. I mean, honestly, I I like Courtney's better because it sounds like more Mel- Melanie to me. Should whereas we- Alan's unintentionally sounds just like Lumpy Space Princess. Maybe we should have dueling Melanies, you and me, <laughs> Courtney. Oh, challenge! And we'll get some clips of Lumpy Space Princess in there too. <laughs> I like it. Arlo, what are you talking about, Courtney? You should tell Arlo <laughs> to stop it. Come on, do it. <laughs> Arlo, stop it. <laughs> I know. I worked so hard on that. I think the reason I hear Lumpy Space Princess when Alan does it is because Lumpy Space Princess is like voiced by a like uh, by a man doing like a woman's voice, so it has like that quality to it. Allo, Whereas, what like, are you saying about me, <laughs> Courtney? Don't you think Allo is being totally unreasonable? Ah, <laughs> uh, Allo, uh, I think she's right. I mean, it's not your voice to steal. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like maybe our listeners should write in and let us know. Jill, <laughs> Jill, will you write us, please? Mind. Would you? Do you? Would you like to try your hand at a Melanie uh, voice? I'm not, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. <laughs> Jill, do you want to talk like Matt? I'm Melanie. Jill, come on, we need your voice, Jill. Oh, Melanie, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. By the way, tune in next week when we cover 20 bucks all about Melanie. I'm sure we set ourselves up for the worst episode yet. And Arlo's hosting too, so. Poor Arlo. I'm not. Next one, I'm not. No, no. You're not doing 20 bucks either? No, you're doing 20 bucks. Oh, okay, never. Okay, I'll host it then. Okay. So Kathleen is crying here, and she says she tries so hard. To make them so proud, so we finally get the reveal that she wants her parents to be proud of her. I think yes. that Kathleen, she does a great job in this scene yeah. too. You know, like yes. I, nobody likes Kathleen, but I nope. her like desperation <laughs> and just her like you can tell that she's you know not in her right mind and she's just so stressed and and like, hungry. Just, like literally melting down about this stupid science project and I like I bought it. I bought that she was really melting down and um a great job by uh, I mean, Rebecca Haynes, is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. She lost the election too. So I mean she her parents probably had a lot of expectations on her with the election. She lost that and now she's just trying to build up from losing the election. You know, they're going to be proud of me if I win this science fair project. I failed with the election. And now she's failing again. Too, like, she didn't really melt down when she lost the election. You would think that no. she would have. Um, so it seems like something's escalating, at mm-hmm. least in her life here. And, um, I mean, probably it's her eating disorder that's also escalating. So it's making her unable to deal with the stress of it in a healthy way. Yeah. And I think that more, it's, it's, I don't know if you could say it's like uh, impressive. I think it's more like just getting their attention. It doesn't Mm -hmm. seem like her mom, like she, I think like her mom seems to think that she works too hard to start with. And plus she's hammered. So I wonder if it's just more like she obviously isn't getting attention at home. So she's trying hard to, to do something, anything to get her parents to really even acknowledge her. They kind of try to hammer at home with, um, when they're talking about Lucy, how like she doesn't have a lot of control in her life. Mm -hmm. So she controls. And I think like we're supposed to make that connection with Kathleen. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That she she has no control over her life. She wants her life to be perfect and it isn't. So she tries to be perfect in her her body and in her eating and that control that she has over that one aspect of her life. mm Mm-hmm. 
And now there wasn't any indication before this episode that she had any sort of eating issue, right? From what I can remember. That's the one area that I was kind of surprised at because generally Degrassi is pretty good at continuity and giving little like uh, hints and and that sort of thing. And this one just kind of just came out of nowhere. But I mean, I guess um, just that she's a bitchy person. (laughs) I guess so. Yeah. I just, it seems like it would have been easy for her, like for them to just slip in every now and then that like she's not never eating, but. Or that she was skipping lunch or something. Yeah. Yeah. Minor detail. Like my theory about that is, so this is episode nine. This is a 16 episode season. I almost think that they did this in two halves because there was a lot of continuity in the first half. And then now it feels like we're starting a second half, but that, that's Mm -hmm. just a guess. Yeah, that's a good theory. Um, I'll take that far. Yeah, onto something. Uh, (laughs) So she faints. Uh, Miss Avery comes out to see what happened. And Melanie tells Miss Avery that Kathleen hasn't been eating. And then we get dee 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 because it's the next morning and everything's happy again. Yep. Uh, Simon sees Alexa on the steps. She says she will not lose weight for him. She likes her the way she is. And Simon says, I like me too. I mean, I like you the way you are too. (laughs) Oh, he does such a good job in this. Oh God. So funny. Um, and and then here's what I wrote. She asks why he says she was fat and he's confused. And he finally asks her out and she says, okay. I hate them. Is what I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> Aww, I like them. I don't know. They're like, it's they get they just get each other. You know, they just. They, I mean, she is crazy sometimes, and he's dumb sometimes. But for whatever reason, they like get each other. It's like a, a John and Yoko thing. Like other people don't have to get it, but they get each other. Jill, you're on, on Team Selexa too, right? Um. Yeah. <laughs> You, you need you need to have, there's always that one couple in the school that get together in junior high and end up getting married and having beautiful babies together. Eventually they have babies. They don't Eventually. even do it till they get married. I know, right? But yeah, no, I do like Lex and Simon a lot. I really hate their nickname, though. Selexa bothers me. <laughs> yes, we, doc- we talked about that a couple episodes ago. It sounds yeah. like a... a it's an, an anti-anxiety med. Yes. It's yes. a telegram. Like, yes. Or maybe that's what Kathleen's taking. It's her laxative, Selexa. <laughs> As opposed to the box that says in big letters, laxatives. Yeah. <laughs> not, what, not what you would have. Um, so in school, we've got Miss Avery telling Kathleen that she has to go see the nurse and is insistent on it. And then Melanie walks in and Kathleen calls her a traitor. <laughs> it's a weird one. Uh, she uh, asked. She asked her why she told Miss Avery, and I was like, well, "What? Like, I mean, I guess Kathleen fainted. was, yeah, Kathleen was passed out, so she didn't see. But it's like, well, what the hell is she gonna do? I don't know what she passed out. She's crazy. Like, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Melanie tells Kathleen that she needs help and she has a problem. Kathleen says she doesn't have a problem and walks away, but turns around just long enough to glare at Melanie so that the show can end. And, yes. and we get Kathleen's bitchy face and the show Kathleen, who is still not any better as a person, I guess. Nope. And it is so frustrating. Yeah. So the end of the show, that's uh food for thought. What'd you think? Jill, I'm you hungry. go first. I'm hungry. Um, they really, like, I mean, they nailed Alexa. 
Like, I, I mean, society as a whole looks for that quick fix to lose the five to 10 pounds, and they nailed it with Alexa. I mean, she did fantastic. Kathleen, great, but that story needs to continue. They yeah. could have went a lot further with it. She could have ended up in hospital with a feeding tube or whatnot, but it just kind of ends there. There's only room in the hospital for one Degrassi student, and he's going there in three episodes from now. Yes. So. <laughs> so yeah they like we really i mean if you think about how the stories end at the end of uh at the end of degrassi high like kathleen there's no point where kathleen is just like any better of a person i don't think so and like i I don't think there's ever any indication that she sort of um you know gets any kind of treatment or continues treatment is there like is there It just kind of ended. We know she's going to the nurse, but we don't really see her story with this particular issue continue either way. Either Mm -hmm. she makes progress with it or she continues on the same path. Does, I mean, as bad as Kathleen is, as, you know, pissing us off with how she behaves, Next to Wheels, is she the most doomed character when it comes to like shit that happens to her? Because there's a lot when you look back at it. Yeah. She, she's a tragic character, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I can't think um, of any it's, really good. Well, things I mean, that LB to her, does but... get leukemia. <laughs> I guess there's that. Yes, <laughs> but she goes into remission and ends up like what sailing the Bahamas That's or something. True. So That's true. Yeah. yeah, she has a good... But Kathleen really doesn't have, like, a good ending. I, like, no, she doesn't. I mean, we don't know, ultimately, what happens to her later. Um, True. Uh, you know, I, I I could see her having, you know, a problem with an eating disorder for the rest of her life. I could see her mm-hmm. having problems with depression and anxiety and possibly even alcoholism later in her life. Like I could, I could see all of those things. Um, but she's also a really determined person. So it's. She becomes the CEO of a big corporation and lays yeah, off, like, I mean, lays maybe, off maybe people. She, and like, Whoa. turns her life around and, you know, is just uh, is super driven and, you know, the, you know, youngest CEO of whatever big multinational company. The like bitch we don't corporation. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, once we get to the Scott, like the Scott storyline, I feel like cracks her mm-hmm. a little bit, right? Because it's like literally bad need, choice of words. Be... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, you're right. But no, like she literally needs to be like physically like beaten down before she mm-hmm. even like you know gives up a little bit of shows us a little bit of vulnerability. We do see, you know, again in Degrassi High, like. You know, she does eventually kind of take Scott to task. And, and also, yes. you know, there's a scene, if, uh, you know, with Tabby and the hairspray where Kathleen's the one that, like, stands up for everybody. So, yeah. So we, we've got some we've got some Kathleen again. Like, she's <clears throat> there's some strength there, which is good, too. Yes, yeah, definitely. You know, maybe later in life she'll get into therapy and be able to sort of channel her ambitions and her strengths into, you know, a, pr- a productive life and career. Mm-hmm. If she finally decides that she's able to ask for help instead of continually denying that she needs help. I mean, I think that happens to people in their lives. Yeah, definitely. So if you didn't get enough of Melanie next week, <laughs> it's all about me and my $20. So 
<laughs> come back in a few episodes and uh, we're going to talk about it in more detail. Uh, also, in our next episode, uh, we, have, uh, we have another guest coming on, Mr. Kevin Watson, who is also uh, someone who's written us uh, quite a bit at narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. So looking forward to that. But uh, Jill, uh, so, thank you so much for joining us. And I want to give you the floor if there's anything you want to say about this episode or Degrassi or, or anything. Well, no, not really. I mean, thank you so much for inviting me. Like, it was pretty awesome. Um, but, yeah, keep on doing these this podcast because it is amazing. I tell so many of my friends, and they're like, Degrassi? Like that show from when we were, like, 10? I'm like, yeah! <laughs> that I think, happens to us, too, by the way. We're yep. on the podcast. They're like, aren't you 40? <laughs> <laughs> I think, Jill, I want us to be the official podcast of Prince Edward Island. So, like, I'm sure that right now it's an Anna Green Gables podcast. So, or a podcast about potatoes or what other stereotypes can I spit out about where you live? You're going down, Lucy Mon Montgomery. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's push them aside and become the best and most listened to podcast on the island, please. Yeah. People will be trying to figure out if they missed it yet or something like that. I don't know. I mean, COVID, with, with the COVID updates, I don't know if anybody would listen to you. That's the problem. Oh, we should put more. Uh, like, should... Sorry, I had to bring up the C word, but oh. it's all good. It's all yeah. good. You guys are doing well there. So keep it up, please. Well, we're trying. We're trying. We just opened up in Ontario. Everyone can go to bars now. So those numbers are okay. going to climb and climb and climb because that's what we do. I, th I think we're still at limited numbers before we can have people in the bars, like maybe up to 50 people. Maybe. Eh. I, I, I stopped listening in all honesty. Ah, good so. for you. That's, that's, that's yeah. the, the ignore everything. Just like yeah. the president in the States. I know how to wash my hands. I know how to wear a mask. That's it's fine. <laughs> Good. Everything is fine. Fine. <clears throat> uh, so until next week, I am Alan on Twitter and Instagram at Slip with Five Eyes or Slip, and on Twitter you can follow this show at Narbo's Podcast if you want to uh, say hello and maybe come on to a future episode because, as you can see, we bring on guests and it's very successful. So much fun. And um, we are also on Instagram at Narbo's and Broomheads Podcast, so check us out there. And I am on Instagram at Courtney.1293. And uh, just a quick PSA, I guess, because this was kind of a serious topic. Um, if you or anyone uh, that you know, uh, if you're worried about them having an eating disorder or you're worried that your relationship with food is becoming unhealthy, you can contact the National Eating Disorder Information Center at 1-866-663-4220. And uh, you can catch me, Arlo, on Instagram at A-R-L-O-E-S-C-O-T-T. -T. And Jill, again, just thank you so much for being here. It's been a blast, and we really loved having you. Oh, yes, Jill, you it was so fun. You, crack you cracked me up. <laughs> <laughs> you cracked me up all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks, we will uh, see you all in a, in a few days. Thanks for listening. Bye. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Every day
Yeah.